1: Isaiah likely in the house. What's going on Isaiah? Good to see you. I know we've communicated uh in the Twitter sphere here and there, but this is the first time we've actually connected <laughs> as well. So it's uh, it's good to meet you, man.
0: Nice to meet you too, my man.
1: And you, you said before you're uh you're back in in Massachusetts, correct?
0: Yes, sir. Back home. Nice.
1: And for uh, for those on here with us, um, Isaiah obviously is uh, one of the best maybe the best maybe you'll make that declaration for us here this evening uh, tight end in the draft um, man the highlight reel kind of speaks for itself just you know splitting the seam, doing kind of whatever you want out there and um, I don't know I mean I'm right writing a book on the tight end position so I've just been so fascinated by the position itself so I can't wait to hear like how you got into it but uh, for everybody here just kind of give us a little quick background on uh, where you come from in massachusetts um i don't know what, what your childhood what your upbringing was really like
0: gotcha so uh, i'm from cambridge mass originally i moved to Malden, mass when i was 14 years old uh went to Malden high school up until my junior year transferred to everett high school where i uh, attended uh got almost every fcs offer you can think of and then my only FBS offers was UMass, Southern Miss, and uh, Coastal. Uh, I had taken official to Coastal after being under recruited. Um, Love my visit there. Love the team chemistry. Love the coaching. Came back to my family, and I mean, stories written since.
1: <laughs> Myrtle Beach. That's that's a good selling point, right? Like the kind of palm trees.
0: Hundred <laughs> <100%. clears> percent. <throat>
1: Um, yeah, but what, what's what's uh, light life and coastal really like? I mean, I got kind of got to know Jamie and a few of the players last year around this time uh, for a story. Gotcha. It's just it's it's so cool, kind of what is building there. You know, it's um, kind of in the heart of ACC SEC country. Yet you guys kind of built this mini like powerhouse. Ooh, a couple couple <laughs> years ago, for sure, you pr- you probably were, you know, bring on Bama. Like we want a piece of a next <laughs> but how, what went into that? How did you guys really kind of build something kind of kind of from scratch in a lot of ways?
0: Yeah, I mean, really, it just comes all in the effect of what you would do for your brother, the brother besides you. And that's really what the focal point was from that 2019 year to that 2020, because a lot of people don't know. But out of them, seven losses, we had five of them. Accumulated to 24 points, points in total of losses. So those, those games have went either way. We could have been uh, 11 and two team to a, and we ended up being a five and seven. So just being able to harp down little things those that off season going into the COVID year, and really just understand that you don't have to be here. You're here because you want to be here, and that and that's just the the mindset that everybody came in to get better every day. And then as the season rolled around, we were the underdog almost every game. I mean, and the underdog, the only really surprise to people is you winning. So yeah. if people always bet on us losing and we, we kept winning, I mean, you, you can see what can happen. So, <laughs> And then as as the season went on, it started to get surreal when you know, you're playing those App State where you beat them at home. You're playing BYU on college game day. And now you're looked at one of those focal point teams where everybody wants to go play football at. And that just all, you know, is, is a blessing in, in itself on um, really what hard work and dedication can do when, You'll, you'll take the extra mile for your brother.
1: That year was interesting too, because it, it, it seemed like you guys were on prime time almost like every week. <laughs> every time you turned on ESPN or ESPN too, like there, there's coastal, like the those sick jerseys, like just you know, the all the celebrations and everything. I mean, what, oh, what yeah. a fun team. Like what what's like the best just story you have from the coastal days of just uh I guess just kind of having a blast? It seemed like you guys cultivated this like genuine yeah. um, atmosphere. Yeah, I mean,
0: there was one, one sick celebration that we had. Where we had the WrestleMania, or at the end of the game. I don't know who it was after, but it was just like after, that, like celebrating after a win's different. But when you do it with an actual like planned celebration and then a surprise to the team, is just something that you can't reciprocate any other FBS or FCS program. So that was definitely one thing that at Coastal that you learn to love, not only winning but the fun that coaches have after and just showing you that all your hard work for those three hours of that game has paid off.
1: That's right. I think it's not, maybe, maybe there's people on here who saw that cause it, it kind of went viral, right? Like yeah. it actually had yeah. like a wrestling match, like a WrestleMania. Yeah. Type
0: of... <laughs> Through the table and all. Oh
1: my God. Well, man. Um. Yeah. Just, you know, with the draft, what's uh, the, the last two, three months really been like for you and I think just about everybody on here has an interest in the Buffalo Bills. I, I think you were in the neck of the woods, right? Yeah. Like you were visiting the Bills. So tell us a little bit about that visit too.
0: Uh, so, you know, I mean, when you play that last bowl game or last, uh, really college collegiate game that you have, it all hits you fast. I mean, you're, you're now in the works of trying to be that professional athlete that you, that you strive to be when you was younger. So, you know, everything hit fast at first, I mean, just preparing for the senior bowl, preparing for the combine preparing for pro day. So just having all that in your head, like that first week, week and a half after the the game you had just played and trying to get all that in the woodworks. And then really, I mean, just in each step and trying to maximize your, your opportunities. And then looking back on it now is just a blessing in disguise. I mean, always just being where your feet are and never looking too forward in the future and not worrying about really what's happened in the past it really just put me in the, possibility to be that superhero that I called myself when I was younger and then just you know having teams being able to to really just love what I do in my game and and really try to not really recruit me but bring me bring me for a a 30 visit to come see their facility and come see and and show me what it'd be like being in their you know jerseys and being their actual facility it was just a blessing in all all itself as well
1: so you, you were, you were in town though, right? I mean, so you were in
0: Orchard Yeah, Park, I was in so Buffalo. Were... Yeah, I was in, I was, I was at the facility. I loved, loved it all. Loved it.
1: What, what, what kind of goes into a visit? We do, um, like another on the the podcast, like Jim Monas, uh, is my co-host and he used to be the Bills, like assistant GM basically. So he did all those visits, like the dinner and the, the yeah. whiteboard and, and all of that. And I mean, they carry a lot of weight. So um, did you go out to eat somewhere? Did you at least get some wings? Yeah. I mean, what do you do?
0: We went, I forget what place it was, but they had, they were, they were known for, uh, some steak, some steakhouse place. I didn't get steak. I got, uh, the ribeye. It was, it was real good though. Uh, but you know, the division total is just, you know, it was a great, great experience. Cause I mean, you get to sit down with the owner, you get to sit down with the head coach, your position coach, the offensive coordinator, you get to sit down with like the people that's, like really making the decisions that whole draft week. And then you get to like really just maximize your opportunity and, and tell them really why they should pick you over so-and-so or why, why they should really be trying to grab you, grab you in that uh forsaken round.
1: What do you say then? Like what, why should a team like the bills draft Isaiah likely?
0: I'm the most versatile tight end in this draft. I mean, when it comes to big play potential, there's no tight end that does, what I do with the ball in my hand, or even when I run routes. I mean, I'm I'm really that mismatched nightmare, that chess piece that that teams now in the NFL are loving to grab. That's just what I what I do on the field on a day to day basis.
1: Awesome. Well, we got a pretty big crew in here, so if anybody uh, you know has a question for Isaiah, fire away. <laughs> I have a question for you, Isaiah. think thanks for jumping on too. By the way, yes, sir. Um, like when did the you know when did the NFL dream kind of become a reality for you?
0: I'd say I mean I've been playing football since I was four years old, so it's always been a you know a dream. And then probably my sophomore year of college, where I had my first hundred yard game. When I was like, man, this was like kind of easy. Like I feel like I could do this on a day to day as long as I get the opportunities. Yeah. And then it was just off of just studying film and really just harping on little things in the off season and, and just maximizing practice. And that's just put me in the possibility of having a stellar senior year, even when I was injured. I mean, junior year when I was injured, and then going in maximizing my potential after that, fully, fully healthy, fully recovered in my senior year and having, uh, really the record breaking year I needed.
1: Because you could, I remember it was a thought for you, right? About, you know, maybe, maybe going pro early. Um, yeah. It had to have been tempting because you, you had some pretty good numbers.
0: I had. So, it. yeah, I was arguably one of the top tight ends my junior year. And then I had a lot of people didn't know, but I had torn my plantar to play in my left foot. So, like, I was really playing after week three. I had, like, my bone was shifting in and out during routes, during blocking. So, like, I needed surgery after the season. So, like, I had finished the year, did everything I was supposed to do. And then got surgery, and then, I like, I had already told my, my team and my, my coaches I was coming back, and then I had told people, like, this is going to be a year that I promise will will open a lot of eyes because I'm 100% healthy, 100% ready to go.
1: The planter plate, you said?
0: Yeah, so it's, like, the bottom of your foot. <laughs>
1: oh, my God, that doesn't sound fun. Did you go to that guy in, the guy is it the guy in Philadelphia who's, like, the foot – Guru, I know
0: exactly what you're talking about. No, I had uh Dr. Pappas uh at uh Conway, okay. he did a great job. I mean, yeah,
1: because you want somebody yeah. who does that right. I mean, I've talked to guys, they they have foot <laughs> issues, and uh, whew, he you does screw that up, it could linger. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> Brian, Connor, Andy, hey, how are you doing, man? Real good, how about yourself? Doing good, so like. A question that I thought of, um, I know like the, the combine interview process is like a little involved. I've heard like a couple weird stories. Like I think uh, with the Dolphins, I think like Mike McDaniel was like dropping like random 90s hip hop references for like no reason to some <laughs> prospect. And then a couple years ago, I think like Garner Minshew like had to do like a game of horse with the Colts. Was there like anything like that really stood out to you about the combine process? Like anything weird like that? Or was it just like more like football stuff? Uh.
0: It was most, most, mostly the football stuff. But I mean, like, the probably, like, the most unorthodox thing I had to do was uh, with the Bears position coach, tight ends coach. He has sat me down right away and told me to uh, list 20, 20 uh, retired or current tight ends in the league right now in, like, a minute and 30 and see how, how much I knew. So that was probably the most unorthodox. How did that oh. go? <laughs> Sorry, man. I got, yeah, oh, I got, no, I go. got 14, I got 14 or 15 and I forget it was one, but it was, it was good. I mean, it was just like, I took like seven seconds to like, man, did he really just ask that? And he was like, well, and I, and I just started going.
2: And the, the one other thing that I thought of while you were talking about, uh, like your dinner with the bills, I, I don't know if you have to like sign like an NDA or anything before you go into these things, but um did like ken dorsey say anything about like how they'd incorporate you into the offense i know that he's like trying to do some more two tight end sets this season um i think you fit that well but i don't know if they he like elaborated on any of that stuff uh, i mean
0: they're always going to tell you what they can and can't do with you and that's with every prospect and that's just because of they wouldn't have you there if they didn't think that you could fit their offense or their defense in per se. so like they're always going to tell you what they can and can't do with you it's just all on the matter of what team and what coach and really what organization pulls that trigger on draft drafting.
1: Do you like to block? Is blocking something you enjoy?
0: Yeah, I love. I mean, I love the tight end position as a whole. So, like, whatever whatever I have to do as in the tight end, whether it's blocking, whether it's catching, whether it's being that focal point, I, I welcome every challenge. I tell that's every coach.
1: That's big because it seems like talking to a lot of these tight ends there's there's some people who eh, you know it's kind of just that it's a nuisance right that nine on seven drills called at practice like get me the hell out of here I don't want anything to do with this (laughs) thing but uh I mean if you can give them something as a block I mean that's going to be huge for you because everybody sees what you can do as a receiver um what goes into blocking How, how how would you kind of
0: describe that element of your game really I said like I take blocking like going really the off of my junior year people like a lot more teams started saying well he's not a blocker like he's just a big receiver so like harping that like really just taking that as like a knock and really just saying like man if they're saying it, I know everybody else is thinking it so taking that like over the shoulder or really on the shoulder and just smacking the face and just really harping on the Off season really just practicing leverage hand placement and really just driving and just making strides in that my senior year and obviously like i'm not the best and obviously there's always always going to be things to improve. But like when I when I come like going games to block like I I don't play around like I don't try to get in people's way like if I got to block you like you're not making a tackle that's how I go about it. Like as long as you're blocking you're my man and i'm blocking you and you can't make a play there's at least five. Four to five yards this game because in closest offense, I was most most likely the the lead blocker for most instances. You know I
1: Yeah, I would think when somebody criticizes your blocking, it's almost like they're uh, they're going after your manhood. Like they're just saying you're yeah, you can't, ha- you can't handle like the real football stuff here. I, that, that that I would t- take that to heart a little bit.
2: Hundred percent. I I got one here. Um. How do tight ends, like, the assignment uh, in a specific play, is it always, like, on this specific play, you're a receiving threat? Or on this specific play, you're a blocker? Like, it seems like it would have a lot of IQ required and football IQ to be like, oh, that guy's, you know, that rusher's blitzing, this guy's not, like, do you make that last-second adjustment or does someone else, or how does that work, uh, like, in in the, like, second before the snap? So
0: really, like,
2: I can't speak for like other people's offices, but
0: for coastal, right. like the quarterback, the quarterback checks it. So like, you mm-hmm. got to know what really everybody is because sometimes he'll check it to a five man protection where you're still out on the route, and sometimes they'll check into a mm-hmm. seven man protection. Whereas now you got to know whether the the tackle is covered or uncovered, and who if you have the DN or if you have help by the running back, and that's just off of really just knowing and studying and really just breaking down film and watching their tendencies, and also. Understand your playbook, right?
1: So whether it's the whether it's the combine or you know any any of the visits that you took, I think you said you took four visits total.
0: Three, three, three visits.
1: So it was the Bills and who else?
0: Jets and Cardinals. That's right.
1: So whether it was the visits or the combine, um, how stressful is it when they ask you to uh, write something on the board? Because I mean, yeah. <laughs> Monus was t- saying at the, oh my God, a couple weeks ago on our podcast, how, you know, when he was with the New Orleans Saints as a scout, they had Josh Norman in, you know, maybe the best player, Cole Still ever, right? Like, uh, yeah. And, they, and it was a train wreck. Like, Josh couldn't <laughs> get the clicker to work. I think they were watching film. He had to point things out on film. He didn't know what he was seeing. He was like in tears. Like, it was, they almost felt like really bad for Josh Norman. And Sean Payton and the Saints are like, we're not drafting this guy. And obviously it was a mistake because he's, you know, one of the best of of his generation. So, I mean, who knows what you even take from that, but clearly like the stress of that moment ate him alive. And with the saints anyways, Um, was it stressful for you? Like what did teams ask you to do in that
0: setting? Uh, Different teams ask different things. So like a lot of teams would just ask really just draw up uh, really defensive defensive schemes, defensive structures, and then your your plays that you would do to to like really just get a first down and get like if it was third and five, like get five yards. If it was first and ten, get a first down. Just stuff like that. And then like a lot of teams would like see if you like either study for the moment or if you just know it off of just knowing football. So teams would talk to you while you're writing it on the board to really see if like you're just doing it because like you actually practice. But like I love film and I love board work and I do it all the time my coach. So like, I can have like an intellectual dialogue while drawing up, cover three, what an over front, what an under front, what an over G and really just draw up what we would do to face it. Cause like when I, like that's the thing, like at Coastal, like I was used everywhere. So I had to know really what everybody did. So I could tell everybody what the, really what the offensive line had to what the running backs read was, to what the three receivers had, to what the tight end had and what Grayson's first, second, and third read was in every concept
1: that's really interesting i mean what, what a cool tactic like it, it makes sense <laughs> right they're trying to carry a conversation with you while you're like doing something. Yeah. so you, you so it's a, the conversations about something completely different
0: yeah so like they'll be like okay can you drop under g with cover three and a roll down boundary safety and then i want to see what you guys would do in your passing game on third third and eight and then like you're drawing and he was like so tell us, tell us about your home life and like you got to talk to him while while you're drawing it up it's never like okay what would he have if if he rolled down there no it's it's unlike it has nothing to do with football
1: <laughs> and you know what they're do- you know what they're really trying to do to you yeah
0: 100 and like they'll know if like you're just not answering because you're really trying to focus or feel like you're answering because you actually know what you're doing yeah
1: you feel like you got to show off that skill of, of really knowing the game
0: Oh 100%. Yeah. yeah, I mean I surprised I surprised I, I surprised a lot of really uh coaches at the combine in my formal meetings cuz those formal meetings you have got 20 minutes to really just impress them and show them that you're uh intelligent in football game and not just playing it and not just understanding your responsibility but really understand the the goal in the play as a whole. And that's really what I highlighted and showed it showed really teams. <laughs>
1: That sounds exhausting, like those 20 minute meetings, just oh, like yeah. you know, after it's like <laughs> speed dating or something, but it that sounds like it sounds exhausting. Yeah.
0: I mean, at, at the combine it was more because it was like 16 repetitive teams asking the same questions of all okay. backgrounds. Some teams would throw in like plays, like dropping play, uh drop plays, but most it was just all background information. So you're just repeating the same story for three hours straight. <laughs> and you can't like act like you didn't want to be there because at the end of the day like it, it's your dream like your dreams like literally right in front of you so you can't just act like you don't want to be there
1: man so how do you view the combine because I, i'm kind of torn <laughs> on it like part of me like thinks yeah it's it's i mean it's a drag i mean that's stupid right what you just said like it's idiotic like why should you have to say the same exact thing again and again and like, what are you really going to learn in 15, 20 minutes? And then, like, the first day of the combine is so awkward. <laughs> I mean, you're, like, in spandex, and you're, like, stripped down to nothing, and you're getting weighed and poked and prodded. But then, like, if you blow up at the combine and you show I'm this big, strong, fast specimen who can get this many reps on the bench, you can run this in the 40, like, you're going to make yourself a shit ton of money, too. So, I mean... I have a hard time just, like, crapping on the combine as well. I don't know, like, just the concept of it. Where do you stand?
0: I mean, I, like, coming from a G5, so really I feel like it's a showcase for them, for really those people that's being doubted in per se, Uh, really just on what they do on on film. Is it really just because of lackluster competition or if it's because that's really who they are? And that's only if you didn't get invited to those all-star games. So I feel like when you, when, like those underclassmen. So like, if you're a junior, you can't go to an all-star game. You got to bank on and getting an invited to the combine or you got to bank on that pro day. But the combine really lets all 32 teams know that like you are one of those players that you're, that, that's supposed to play in the national football. League. And like, at the end of the day, like the combine is always, you know, that dream for that kid that you obviously want to do, but there's a lot of hard, long nights at the combine. <laughs>
1: Right, because you probably have meetings at night, right? Like, yeah, how late, how late do you have to do stuff?
0: Uh, you're there from really uh, your last meetings at like eleven thirty. That's when really when it clocks out and you're done, and you get to go to your room. But then, like, a team might grab you at like eleven forty-five for a quick minute, and then you still want to see your trainers that you haven't seen all day. So, like, you're really not getting inside till like twelve forty-five, one o'clock, and then you gotta wake up again at five a.m
2: yeah <laughs>
0: man
1: i i just totally forgot to ask you too like how, how did you get into the tight end position like it what did you play growing up and and at what point did you kind of make the move to the great so i
0: i've been a receiver in the defense end my whole really my whole high school experience and it wasn't until my senior year where i was being recruited as a tight end but like a tight end hybrid. So like i'd still be able to do receiver tendencies i'd just be able to be labeled as a tight end so like i guess my freshman in, in like middle of sophomore year i liked the tight end position and i felt like that that's what wasn't letting me achieve being able to get to that next level and being that really that top tight end title and then really just harping on the little things and, and falling up falling in love with the run game as much as i did in the passing game my uh sophomore summer and really just trying to be that that league caliber player that everybody talks about and just bring my game to a whole nother level my junior year. And then just really just having the injury set me back a little bit and just the goals and what I wanted to achieve and then coming back my senior year and showing them that I'm not only the same player, but I'm a lot better. I'm twice as twice as the player I was last year and just really just showing them that, you know, I love this position. I don't just play it just because that's my label. I, I, I take this. For, I don't ever take this for granted.
1: Of those fourteen guys that you mentioned uh, to the to the Bears tight ends coach, who do you love the most? Like, who do you just admire watching when you're pulling up clips?
0: Uh, when I when when I was playing, uh, like in high school, my senior, year, I watched a lot of Antonio Gates. Uh, now, like, I, I watch a lot of Dan Waller, George Kittle, a little bit of Kyle Pitts, uh, Travis Kelsey, and just really try them all their games and really just take take while are how their coaches use them to to be that mismatch nightmare and see what the see what they do with their routes when they're getting those man coverages when they're getting those brackish looks to always really just be open and really what they bring into the run game and have the passing game look just like it. Yeah.
1: Best part about living in Myrtle Beach for all of college. <laughs>
0: uh I definitely say <laughs> being able to escape on that water. I mean that's just what brings you down to myrtle beach is that 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 beach and just being having having that beach being 15 minutes away where you could just go there and relax your mind and just walk on the beach and just just look in the horizon and just realize that this is people's escape places on vacations and you could come here on a tuesday afternoon in the middle of class and just really be able to kick up and relax i don't
1: know i don't know what everybody else thinks on this but it's like Went to Syracuse for for college. For, we didn't we didn't have many of those moments. It was it was snowing and mid to late April, right right with finals around the corner. Why, why the hell am I doing this right now? Why didn't I choose Coastal Carolina? <laughs> yeah, if you get drafted to the Bills, you're you're gonna have to find a new hobby.
0: No, there's <laughs> no beach. I'm used to it. I'm from Massachusetts, so it ain't it ain't a lot here.
1: That's true. It'll be the lake effect though. will be different. We can promise you that (laughs) it would be interesting if they took you. I mean, they've got Dawson Knox, OJ Howard. I mean, Hey, maybe, maybe some three tight end sets. Maybe they, maybe (laughs) they have a vision for you. Maybe it's a role we can't, can't even think of right now.
0: Probably. I mean, that's what they get. They get paid to to put the best players on the field. So however they they do it, I'm with it.
1: Well, I know Marcus just joined us too, but if um, if anybody else has any any questions for Isaiah, uh, let her let her rip. And
0: no, the only thing I was going to add is that uh, I mean Buffalo and Green Bay—they're both pretty similar that way.
1: <laughs> that's right. We're 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 yeah. bringing in the Green Bay contingent now with Marcus, so that's uh, it could be a possibility. Who knows? Yeah, Tyler's got what he got. like a second headquarters in Green Bay, basically. <laughs> I know it's definitely like our, our foundation is, is, is Buffalo green Bay. There was a lot of giants after that story, but now it's just kind of scattered after that.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Awesome. Isaiah. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Um, Awesome to get to know you and best of luck this week. I almost said next week. It's finally here. You got to love that.
0: Yeah. Three more nights. yeah crazy. good luck thank you i appreciate it
1: appreciate it man thank, thanks a lot yeah, Always. Thank, you.
0: thank you take care man you too